Tier Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey there. I have Todd. Hello. And I have Scott. Hey. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about getting back to training uh, during obviously all this uh, COVID stuff going on as Ash coughs. <laughs> uh, speaking of COVID, um, a little bit of... Uh, Strange thing happened recently. Uh, Ash. Is it the CDC? Is it the CDC? I think so. One of the CDCs. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was the one, I don't know, say the one joke, but the one comment was, uh, this really is the zombie apocalypse because people are coming back to life. They had like 60,000 confirmed death and then now we're half 30. What? <laughs> <laughs> So what was the theory behind this? It was there was some some states or provinces or something. What what but was the deal? I think a lot of the deaths were um, like COVID deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the autopsies, they found that they had COVID, mm-hmm. but then they also might have died from like heart disease. And I think some some doctors were saying they were being told or being directed to call it a COVID death. I don't know if that's why the numbers suddenly yeah. changed so much, or or if it was a you know a fake news. <laughs> I, I have no idea. It was just, I think we all read the same article. Yeah. We're just like, what? That's yeah, weird. Or, or, or there's zombies. Yeah. There could be zombies coming back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, double taps out now. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Zombie line double taps out now. Oh, oh yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Oh, I'm, well, I'm watching it. It wasn't great. <laughs> well, Spoil it. Is there zombies in it? There is zombies then in it. I love zombies. Sign me up. me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if only you had some sort of rifle that you could use to shoot at. Oh, <laughs> 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 so three people start a religion <clears throat> so Scott wants to start a religion so that we can make guns the religion that you can keep them right Scott why would you want to do that oh. I know we're getting into this <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, to get, don't, don't want to get too far down a rabbit hole uh, but we may as we have to mention it now so uh, we have to we have to Scott you may as well mention it right, Scott? you don't want me to mention it <laughs> Trudeau Trudeau has just banned, uh, or is has banned, is trying to ban, um, assault rifles, or what no, no, he no, claims. What are, what are referred to as assault rifles. What now you got me into it. <laughs> what, what, what is getting banned is a list of 1,500 firearms that are pretty much all semi-automatic, five-round, uh, sorry, guns that, are, that have five rounds, because that's legal in Canada. Um, right now, all these guns are currently restricted, which means you can take them to the range only and shoot Actually, sorry, not all of them, because some of them, have, there's missile launchers and weird stuff on yeah. But all those things are, <laughs> are illegal to own anyways. So in general, there's, a, there's only a few hundred guns that are actually, that were restricted, but then are now banned. One of them is the, is the infamous AR-15, which really is just a five round. Uh, sorry, it's a semi-automatic rifle that, in Canada, you only have five rounds in it. Mm-hmm. So it's the same as a hunting gun. Except you wouldn't hunt with it because it's two, two, three, which is very small. <laughs> and now you got me into it, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Just loading the fire. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So anyways, 
There's Anyone want to start the or join the sheepdog religion? Yep. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> it's called starting a new religion. It's called the sheepdog religion. Church will be the gun range. <laughs> <laughs> and you can sign up on Scott's new website. <laughs> I'm going to watch Waco, the uh, documentary on Netflix, for some uh, for some tips. Some tips on how to run your own cult. Get some people in. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, boys. Uh, getting back to training. So we have been training uh, back at training now for uh, two weeks, two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, right? Two, two weeks, weeks of training. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was the two the two Thursdays, um, and we have done that because we decided that it was important. And obviously, you know, as we've said many times, uh, volunteer department. We only get one night a week to train when we get everybody together to be able to do mm-hmm. that, and we have been off for way too long. And as with any skill... Which was only four weeks. <laughs> yeah. But that was way too long. Yeah. yeah. Well, four really weeks less. when you only get, you know... Yeah. You don't get as, that many anyway, right? It's been eight weeks for jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's been a long time. Yeah. I'm, ready for, I'm ready for that, too. Um, Can't go to the gun range! <laughs> <laughs> Going back to that all day long, though. Um, I, mean, I shot guns today, but... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we've been back at it for two weeks. And uh, we decided it was important, obviously, to get everyone back together and start that training process again. But obviously, with the times that are right now, we needed to make sure that all the members were safe and were doing it properly and uh, that we weren't talking moistly in each other's faces. So we came up with some plans and we came up with some systems, bought some equipment. And uh, tonight we're going to share that with you because we know that a few of the departments out there that are listening are still going through the problems of trying to find out ways of doing this properly um, or at least ways that they can do it as safe as is possible um, and here is kind of basically our taxes of what we came up with so Ash I don't know if you want to start there with maybe um, what we're doing at least on the initial portion when members are arriving yeah for sure so one one thing that we're doing just to, to really make the distancing still feasible uh, just any time that you're going to be training, uh, there's going to be some close, some close uh, quarter interaction. So when you're walking into the hall, um, we're looking at uh, hand sanitizer for the members is uh, present as soon as they walk in. Um, but prior to them even getting here, um, the officer corps is showing up a half an hour early. We are blowing all the trucks out of the bays. So we open everything up. Trucks out front, trucks out back, bays are wide, are uh, wide open. <coughs> Everything gets cleaned uh, prior to the all of the members coming, and then when they get there, you go put on your PPE right away, not SCBA or anything, but you get your gear on and then you stand distanced. So just creating that that wide open space, keeping them out of the the hall aspect of the fire hall and sticking to the bays. Um, it's just an, an easy way to keep people uh, where you can still talk to them. You can still get the point across prior. You can have a quick safety meeting prior to uh, practice like we always do. Um, but again, it's just, safe. It's just that, that wide open safe space. I don't want to call it safe, safe space, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> an air space. Hot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so just getting those uh, trucks out of the bay, uh, giving you that uh, wide open, uh, op- open air. 
Yeah, right? leaving those bay doors open, yeah. keeping the air flowing through there. Um, again, and everyone in their mm-hmm. gear then just spread out and stand them apart. Yeah. So then let's uh, let's go through as well what we then do when we start getting into um, actually setting up the groups for the different calls. So we'll just run through like we were. So we have that safety meeting, yeah. and then we split off. So like we always do, we have smaller training groups. Uh, we've implemented an, an added group just to keep those groups smaller. So uh, like we would go one or two instructors on up to 10 firefighters we've dropped that down to like four or five firefighters now um and which has actually i guess made mobilizing a little bit more of a challenge we're we're probably taking more equipment out but we're going with smaller with smaller groups um and the other added benefit of that is we're not fully loading the cab of the truck so we're doing uh driver officer or somebody in the officer's seat and two firefighters in the back um, rather than three or five. So you're keeping two in the front and two in the rear. That's uh, absolutely <laughs> what I'm saying here. Yeah. It's the Vulcan. Of the truck. The Vulcan. <laughs> so that's how, we, that's how we get to the training bridge. Yep. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, lost me. Um, huh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> that's how we get to the training grades. So now we've got our smaller groups, um, and we're, we're, we then go through the normal training that we've got. We've now got an extra extra group, right, that we normally have. Sorry, did we, uh, sorry it's really up on how to make a religion. <laughs> <laughs> Did we mention uh, that we were not doing any classroom work? No, oh, yeah. but yeah, that yeah. is a really good good point. So that was a big discussion when we when we decided to do this. Is we didn't want to. We made sure there was. Uh, well, I mean, we don't really enjoy classroom work anyways. Who does? But uh, one of the key factors was we weren't going to do any classroom work until um, a, a bunch of this blows over. Because I mean, obviously that's now you're inside. Um, you know, you could sit far apart, but. Again, everybody's inside. Everybody's in this, uh, you know, recycled air kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so they've, we they've proven that outside is the best way to right for non transmission. Inside, you're at higher risk. Yeah. So, so we decided like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do everything outside. I mean, as far as like we we have the truck bay doors open. Everything's open when we when everybody gets here. Yeah. You know, super wide open, and we decided every everything we um, wanted to train was open air. Um, guys are other than the burn building, but obviously the burn building, the COVID is not going to survive in the burn building. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is, you know, out in the open, you know, there's some river training that we're doing. There's some, um, pump training. There's some, you know, auto wax. There's all this stuff that's, and we're spread out throughout the training ground. Yeah. So <clears throat> again, just to recap, uh, all of our building is basically closed off. The only portion that is open is the bays. So we open all the bays, get all the vehicles out. The, uh, the officer uh, group were coming earlier to pull those vehicles out, clean them out, make sure everything's nice and tidy and clean. All the guys show up, get their gear on, stand around, but make sure that they are spread out. A giant circle. In a mm-hmm. giant circle, and yep. then we, then we uh, start grouping out into our different actual teams of, of people and then go do our training come back. So let's talk a little bit then about the process. Yeah. We also do our safety talk, and then we also, during our safety talk, we also ask, you know, just to confirm, even though no one should be there, 
if anyone is feeling ill or sick or we list, list off a bunch of the symptoms. Yeah. Um, I know Todd has a, there, you guys have a list actually you check off. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we're pretty much doing kind of everything how you guys are as well. Um, the one added thing when we arrive at the hall, we start with the hand hygiene and whatnot as well. As well. Same thing as you guys distance ourselves in the bay, trucks are pulled out so we have room. But we've added this, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a liability sheet or a sign-in sheet or whatever you want to call it, but <clears throat> it basically lists uh, if you experience any symptoms, fever, shivering, chills, dry cough, runny nose, sore throat, uh, difficulty breathing, diarrhea, vomiting, <laughs> headache, <laughs> nasal congestion, on and on. Um, and it's uh, yes or no, and if you have uh, any signs of the following of two or more, there's no admittance and you're supposed to go home and self-isolate as per our provincial health officer. Um, so it's just it's just an added step of self-awareness to kind of really to remind people that, hey, you know what, this is real. You need to keep yeah. an eye on it. You know, if you have any of those symptoms, don't come to the hall. Don't come to the calls um, and notify the officers, right? And uh, our chiefs are really good. They send a message out to every week as well to everybody. Hey, just a reminder, this is in place if you're choosing to come. Um, if you have any symptoms, let us know and stay home. Yeah. And I think the, the key point there that you said as well is choosing. And yeah. we are not making this mandatory right now for anybody to come to training. Yeah, exactly. This is completely a choice. If you are well and you are ready and yeah. you want to get back to training, then you can come back to training yeah, because yeah. it's being put back on in a safe manner. Exactly. And, and yeah, we left it the same as, you know, we don't know, you may not be comfortable coming into, into a group setting like that. So it's totally an option. Um, but we want them to know that we're here to support them through that. Mm -hmm. um, just to let the officers know that, hey, you know what, if you want to chill out for a while until this blows over, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, absolutely. So now we've gone, we've done our training, we've got back to the hall. Now we, we need to go through that other process. So um, we have put in and implemented the, the same thing where the officers then are sticking around after the calls um, and cleaning up the gear. So do you want to explain that process a little bit? Yeah, so everybody has been instructed when they return from wherever they've been training, <clears throat> they're going to take their, um, their turnout gear off, lay it on the ground next to the engine or whatever apparatus they're in, and we're going to use this spray gun with the pure acidic acid in it or whatever your sanitizer is that you're going to use, and we give it a light, like a misting, flip it over, give it another side of misting, um, spray it on everything that they wore. Um, then they're free to go hang it back up in their lockers. And then we do the same thing to the apparatus we were in, spray the inside of the apparatus and let it sit. And then we go one step further now because we bought an ozone machine. Um, so we put the ozone machine in and each truck we run it. Um, we're, originally we ran it for what, 45, 50 minutes to get a, a good, a good heavy clean. Yeah. You and now we're doing about, base. now we're doing about 15 or 20 because we've done some, you know, it's always changing. We did some research and studies and we, we see that 15 or 20 minutes will pretty much kill most things. And combining that with the, um, spray, you know, I'm pretty sure we're, I mean, we were not hundred percent clean in there, but yeah. way better than we were. Yeah. Is there settings <coughs> on the ozone? Or no, it's just a time setting. Does it, so you can, you can choose your time setting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can go minutes. 10 minutes, you can go 20, 30, I think nice. all the way up to yeah, yeah. 10 to 60. Yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> How much in the end did that ozone machine cost us? Three hundred Canadian, so it's like seventy-five bucks US. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's about right. Fairly affordable. And then the spray gun. Mm -hmm. 
was a donation. It was a donation we ended up <laughs> yeah, one of our guys, which we probably have to buy him a new one because it's the one thing about this parasitic acid stuff is if you leave it in, which a few guys had, um, it actually rusts in, inside a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not well, bad. Any paint gun is um, solvent based, like any standardized paint gun um, today is going to be geared up to shoot water. So it's going to be, a, yeah. you know, it'll. It would stand. It would stand up to this better. Uh, however, your water base paint gun is going to be five to six hundred dollars. Mm. You can go buy what was donated to us for fifty bucks at any yeah. auto parts retailer, and uh, use it for a year and a half. When the rust starts to get to be too much, go buy another one. Yeah, <laughs> we. Um, yeah, we pulled up the filter because we didn't really need it. Yeah, it was just clog it up with the rust yeah right because it was it's a fine mesh screen and we're not spraying automotive parts it doesn't matter if the fan pattern of the spray gun yeah Yeah. we're just fogging the cab yeah (laughs) Yeah. so once we pulled that out i mean i think it's working great so you know and i'd be looking at the equipment Mm -hmm. just to see if there's any residue or if there's you know some of the buckles i haven't seen any yeah rusting or anything because it's such a fine thing and it dries so quickly but um, from the, everything again on the research side of the piercetic acid does to, to viruses it kills it within like seconds mm-hmm. um, so kills combined, protein or something there, yeah right? it destroys yeah. the outer shell of any virus and then the DNA just sits there and it dies out in the open yeah. air so um, I think we're doing pretty much everything we can even more than the most yeah. are doing some people are just letting their gear sit yeah Mm-hmm. I mean, but you guys are even you're still doing the normal wipe downs and stuff too right with your solutions uh, yeah. on, on the hard surfaces on hard like, surfaces yeah we don't yeah. we don't spray like the tables and stuff mm-hmm. with this the gun we just yeah. spray the uh, inside of the trucks yeah yeah so you can wipe down all of your touch, touch surfaces exactly yeah. right yeah. Um, and so we still have hand sanitizer in all the trucks and everywhere yeah. else and, yeah. that's what I mean it's, it's doing a lot of steps to for deconic cleanliness yeah. so so that's <clears throat> and again so with that with that spray gun Spray gun, super cheap. Uh, paint gun. We just then stick the uh, the. And I, you know, and whatever um, cleaning solution you use. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be this stuff. It just happened to be that. So we got from one of our members who runs a uh, food place. Yeah. So and it seemed like a really good uh, uh, type of cleaning solution because it literally just it reduces itself down into mm-hmm. oxygen and water. I think is what it, what it what it uh, when it disintegrates. Well, yeah, when it disintegrates, mm-hmm. or you know, that's what it turns into and that's so, the parasitic ashes yeah parasitic. so when it disintegrates actually the smell that we get it's is like, um smells like vinegar or yeah like ammonia vinegar, ammonia kind of? vinegar yeah. yeah um that's the, that's the smell of it doing um, its job doing its job and disintegrating yeah and it's got a hydro uh disintegrating that's not right <laughs> <laughs> what nothing <laughs> um and it's also got um hydrogen peroxide in it yeah so the peroxide so, is standard cleaning solution and everything yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's what we're doing so we spray down the gear so everyone takes their gear off lays out around trucks um then the officer core comes through in full ppe sprays down all that gear sprays down the inside of the cab and then runs the ozo machine in those machines afterwards set to 15 20 minute sets then to finish off and kill anything else that's left over um and make sure that we're all we're all nice and clean and tidy right <clears throat> and it seems to be so far, it's been going really well. Well, it's no one's sick, on, boys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. But no one's gotten sick, so I guess it's going well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a very 
low level in the province. Like, oh yeah. In the grand scheme of <laughs> this incident, this BC's crisis. doing really good. Yeah, we got what? Yeah. A few thousand people that have got it. This, mm-hmm. Most people have recovered. You know, there's 80 people in the hospital. Like, it's like nothing for We have a, we have a population of 5 million, which isn't very big. Right. Like, in the grand scheme of looking at you know, the states. You know, our whole country right? isn't, doesn't have the same population as uh, California. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we're, but our overall, our country's doing quite well, too. Yeah. So, um, we're, you know, we haven't been hit super hard. And, yeah, I mean, we're so spread out, too. Small towns, and we're not combined into big cities. Yeah, if you take away the Vancouver metropolis area um, and the old folks' home places, our numbers are... Oh, man. Sorry. Our our numbers are amazing. Like, we're, we're in a really good position here. Um, like Scott was saying, like, we're, we're pretty well spread out. Um... At the best of times, we all try to be socially distanced, right? Like, that's the genius of where we live. We're not overcrowded, so. Yeah, we don't have that population density. Density, like, yeah, like, downtown. Like, even if you go up up the valley. It's, so, in my work, I've got uh, a few outside traveling sales uh, staff. And one of them calls all the way up the valley to uh, Kelowna. And... He says the further north you go, like he drives through town here and he's like, you guys get it. You can drive down Main Street on a Tuesday and like there's traffic, there's some things happening, but there's not a whole bunch of people loitering around. There's not a whole bunch of people out what you generally see. Like we're coming into spring. It's nice weather. You could drive downtown on a Tuesday and there would be people everywhere, like small town people everywhere. Then you go the first city north and he says it's like nothing happened it's busy everything's happening you go all the way up the valley and it's like yeah people are just living their their lives and these are like bigger and bigger cities so <clears throat> we're super lucky in a smaller town um and we're still taking extra and extra precautions yeah um just because we, like, we don't want to be you know the ones that are um uh, you say it, like get get caught with your pants down. Like you don't want to be be acting like nothing's happening, and That's then right. get and then get get caught. So the more diligent we can be, um, we're doing as much research on this as we possibly can. Uh, we think we got the facts behind it, and you know seems to be working. Yeah. So well, I think as you said, Carl, a lot of this is stuff we should be doing anyways. Cleaning our gear. This is. <laughs> I mean, we're not washing our gear regularly. Like we're, I mean, sorry, we're washing our gear when we need to. We're not washing our gear after every practice, like putting it in the, in the wash machine, because yeah. that would be, like, that not, just wouldn't, would, wouldn't be feasible, because it would be just too many, like, you know, 30 sets of gear, you know, two gear at a time, you know, four-hour <laughs> cycle through everything. Yeah, that wouldn't work, but what we're doing right now is we're definitely, you know, killing the virus, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And in that ozone, it kills, you know, supposedly kills carcinogens as well, so it's mm-hmm. helping with all that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, that's another level, right? Like if it's helping with carcinogens. <clears throat> but I don't want to start. I noticed when I come in, like even the other night after we did live fire, usually weird. usually when you come in, you're like, yeah, someone someone didn't did live fire, don't really smell it. Yeah, yeah it's uh, nowhere near yeah. as bad, right? Like you yeah. can get a hint of it, but it smelled like 
Like it smelled. Mm-hmm. And way, way better. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that uh, the, the biggest thing with this is just, just heightening our awareness level again on everything that we're doing because mm-hmm. we get very complacent on just minor cleanliness or yeah. your day-to-day, you know, I don't know, cleaning or decom, whatever you want to call it, for touch surfaces and stuff. Like, and even more so now with this, like our level of awareness of contact precautions is tenfold than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it should always have been there. Like in, in my job, the cleaning and everything that we're enforcing in my work was always there. But mm-hmm. we got lazy. <coughs> yeah. I, I totally admit in myself, in my own practice, yeah, you, you don't wash your hands as much, you know, you, you don't wipe down things as much unless you say, oh, yeah, that was a, you know, somebody was really sick in the back. So then you really clean everything. So it's just it's just the fact that our awareness level is so much better mm-hmm. and we need to carry that forward. Now, you look at I mean, one thing we're lucky because we're, we're not doing a lot of first responder calls or ambulance assist calls. However, we get into those MVAs where we're going to have to get in and do that patient extrication. Or heaven forbid, what if we do a rollover and the person's still trapped in there? That's going to take our techniques, you know, slightly different to get them out. And that we all know that's a very hands-on personal experience, taking yeah. them out in that environment uh, over embankment now. Now what do you do? You can't wear your your, you wear uh, all your, stuff your, your normal PPE like what <laughs> we're supposed to, the N95 visors, gloves, gowns, down an embankment and rope gear to, to extricate yeah, somebody and put them in a basket and carry it up. Yeah. So we have to really think about this. Are we sending guys down with the be- the PPE in a bag with your crew. Now you get a couple of guys to doff the, the PPE, like I'm talking your protective gowns and stuff, medical PPE, do the patient extrication, put place in the basket, and then that other separate guys that weren't in contact carry the guy out. Like, I know my deputy chief and I, we were just talking about this the other day, like there's, there's so much more to this and we haven't had those mm-hmm. types of calls yet, but we have to be very very uh, careful with it, and it's going to be a very fluid environment if it happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, <clears throat> I think the 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 big discussion here, and the one that we've been having with a few people, and uh, it, it it really comes down to how do you do this safely, mm-hmm. and you need to think about what safely looks like for your department, your area. Again, we are very lucky. We are in an area that is listening for yeah. one. Um, is very spread out you know we don't get a lot of visitors again until the summer comes around and when we even with spring coming now we do normally see those numbers come mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. but um, our population is normally fairly low so chances of it getting here from outside sources is mainly from somebody here that maybe have traveled that being so said <laughs> yeah, yeah that being said we're taking the precautions that are to a heightened level to ensure that you can make that uh, you know Make it a thing, right? Like, it's got time tonight to sanitize right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> smells good, eh? um, That one, uh, it, it's just about talking about how do you get back in. And I think that's the discussion that I think some of the officers and things and other departments are trying to have. And then you need to explain that to the public too, because again, we don't want to be seen like we're not being responsible. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be the front line, the support of whatever situation occurs. And everybody needs to be able to get behind that, but they also need to be able to see that we're being safe. So it's that balance of how we do that. Absolutely. And and there's one phrase, I think I mentioned this before, that you know, in a pandemic, there's there's still an emergency, but 
there's no emergency in a pandemic. That's kind of the catchphrase in the ambulance world. And it's true, like we've had a lot of crews this past month where we'll get a call for a cardiac arrest or a very severe call where normally our crews are pulling up a scene, jumping out of the cab, grabbing their gear and rushing it to help and get right on that patient and start assisting. And then they're finding now that they're getting there, they're getting out, now they're gonna have to take that moment to don all that PPE and you got that moral dilemma now because the, the family's yelling at you like, come in, help, 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 what's taking so long? And you're feeling really rushed to get in there and do it. And you might take a shortcut and not put the full PPE on. So now what the crews are doing, depending on the information of the call they're getting, they're getting that on all at the station. Like putting the gown on in the clean environment, gloves on, everything on except the visor until they get there. Mm-hmm. And then they're throwing it on and going in because they're getting that moral dilemma like holy cow like they're pulling us to try and get in i, I want to rush in i know it's taking longer i should be in there helping so that was a big head game battle with people so again it's just that it's that added step now we've had to adapt to that and uh we want the public to know that hey we are there for you we are helping but we have to make sure we're safe too because if our numbers start going getting low or sick there's nobody coming absolutely mm-hmm. and i think that's the the other side of it too like we've said yeah. before um, and we've we've had discussions of just taking a few pictures um, of just of how we are performing our training to show the public uh, what we're doing, at least in our town, to let everybody know, hey, this is we, we need to get back out there. Yeah. It's important that we're training to mm-hmm. ensure that we're safe, keeping you safe yeah. in these really bad situations that you're going to call us for. Yeah. And if we do not train, then we are not going to be ready to potentially keep ourselves safe and save you or someone else that you know or whatever in a situation that Absolutely. we're going to be there for. Like, we're, we're, this doesn't stop just because we have to lock down in quarantine and everything else is going on. We are firefighters. We get a phone call. We mm-hmm. get that page. We have to go. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Otherwise, people die. That's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to go. So is it better then to train and still be ready? Or just stop and hope that when that phone call comes, that maybe that's okay because it's the skills that we remembered and the people that are going to be on that truck are going to be the perfect crew. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth taking the risk for. Yeah. And the importance of getting back to training is just that. Mm-hmm. It's If you look at the code that we follow, we look at ourselves for safety first. It goes you first and then the people around you. Yeah, Nothing's changed. Yeah. That doesn't change. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't change. So having that mentality of, hey, if I'm going to turn up to save you in your house, I want to make sure that I have trained and had the opportunity to do that. And in this instance right now with everything that's going on, that is why we ended up choosing going back to it because it was important. And I think hands-on training is important. It's not the... Because I know a lot of departments are doing like online like Zoom calls and stuff. And I don't know. It just doesn't... The team cohesiveness doesn't happen... Mm-hmm. over Facebook or Zoom. you have to balance it you have to do yeah. both you can't yeah. just strictly stop the hands-on yeah yeah I mean or you could <laughs> you could stop doing the classroom I guess because <laughs> like, we have and just do your because um, even the other night we were we were doing uh, live fire with the with the our recruits, uh, with yeah. our recruits there's a big classroom portion that we typically do and you're supposed to do mm-hmm. but the other night I'm like well can't really do it in the classroom portion so we're out of the burn building and and I had my phone with me, and I had just a bunch of notes. So I gave the spiel and the preamble. I was actually thinking, how could I do this? And I was, I was thinking I was going to bring some chalk, and it was going to draw on the, <laughs> on on the, the side of the room. But then at the same time, I'm like, I can explain a lot of this stuff. 
and then when we get into the building, I'm gonna explain it again anyways. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna they're gonna see the, the stages of fire. You know, they're gonna you know, they're gonna see the uh, the different uh, like they're gonna see convection current. Sorry, they're gonna see it, they're gonna feel convection, they're gonna feel radiation, they're gonna feel like all these things that the fire is doing, they're going to see a rollover because we get a rollover in there. They're not going to see a flashover because we can't flash it over, but um, they can see all the stuff that we're going to talk about anyways in the classroom. But now I'm just pointing it out to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a giant PowerPoint, but only it's hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we did send them home with uh, recommended content. Yeah, watch different watch, videos. Right? And, mm-hmm. So they can still go go home and get some of that, that screen time knowledge. <laughs> um, and being new and fresh, they, they're dying for all this new super eager info right so yeah i think in today's day where we're going through what we have i mean we're doing our best to get that information to them in the safest way and for for us hands-on is for sure a the best course of learning b the safest way to get the info out there so yeah we're still doing the layering like last week Mm -hmm. you know we pull up and there's a hydrant, so I was like, okay, one of you guys, and I told Ash, send one of them out to hit, we're gonna hit, get one of them to hit the hydrant. Because now they know how to hit a hydrant, so Ash sent him, and then, so I watched over him, actually a bunch of us watched over him, because the other truck was standing there doing pumping, so, yeah. like four people were watching him <laughs> set up the no hydrant, pressure. Yeah. and no pressure, and he did fine, and then uh, took a different person to take down the hydrant, so, we're getting those reps in, so, yeah. 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 without standing there going with a clipboard, very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it just change. You just had to change it up. Just had to think mm-hmm. it through. And I think that's the biggest thing, though, right? It, it's trying to figure out, and especially for those departments, because you've had those conversations with departments of like, we don't tend to go out very often. We don't tend to do right. these physical trainings often, which to us, every time we hear it, it just baffles us. Right. It's craziness why you wouldn't do these things, but right now you're being forced to, and at least you mm-hmm. should be. You should be thinking about it, and it's mm-hmm. forced us all to do, like you said, the one thing that we should all be doing anyway paying attention to what's dirty, making sure that things are clean, making sure that we're keeping ourselves clean and making yep. sure that we're keeping all of our equipment clean. Because regardless of whether or not this is a thing and whether or not we're going to catch it, we need to make sure that our equipment's taken care of anyway. And this is how given us that opportunity to really put those processes in place. It, I think this is a chance for people to change their, their mind too, like their mindset, because I'm even in my regular job, guys are always going... Well, that's not the way we normally do it. I'm like, yeah, we don't normally lock each other down either and have a bunch of masks on. So now is like now is not the time to be like, this isn't the way we always did it. Because <laughs> I hate that term anyways. Yeah. But now is definitely not the time to be like, well, this isn't the way we always do it. Well, nothing's the way we always do it. So now is the time to think about a way to do it and still make it work. Because this could go on for months. could be going for years. This um, is going to change our practice yeah. from here on out so. and everything, yeah. Exactly. So why not take the time and make the effort Instead of sitting there twiddling your thumbs and going, well, soon somebody's going to tell us that this has all gone away and now we can go back to training. Well, how long is that going to be before then? How trained are you going to be? Because literally the first, you know, thing we did when we this first started, we started, you know, we had a cloth and a rag and some soap. Yeah. And we were like, well, this isn't, this is all right. Is there a better way to do it? Mm-hmm. So then we're like, okay, then uh, what was the next thing we did? forget sanitized every single surface in the entire building no yo, no sorry i'm just saying about for apparatus and, for oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we're like okay, how do we you know how do we clean it and then we we came up with the pink gun thing well, we mm-hmm. saw that and so we started using that we came up and then we figured out a good a good cleaning solution to use which is that piracetic acid 
okay, oh, and then, oh, this ozone stuff. That's interesting. So mm -hmm. we start using that. So we just keep layering. And we're, you know, sometimes you know, maybe yeah. some stuff we did wasn't working. So let's mm -hmm. change it. Now's the time to keep changing stuff. Yeah. Not yeah. just to sit back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not to just necessarily follow what everybody else is doing. Right? Yeah, like, like a lot of what we do, it's better to make a decision and act, even if it's a a decent decision, like a decent plan. Let's get something rolling, because the moment you get something rolling, everybody's mind is now on that path. So, hey, okay, we're going to start cleaning better. Okay, we're going to start with this. And then now everybody's thinking, great. So a, a decent decision now is better than the perfect decision later. Yeah, well, they're, they're all very so well. George Patton line. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> it's close. They're all very well yes. informed decisions, though. Like, it's yes. not just like, well, I think we need to do this, and you think mm -hmm. we need to do this. It's no, this is the research behind it. It's like with the ozone talk. I mean, yeah. we talked about that for weeks before, and then, like, you guys did, Carl, you did a ton of research on it. And then, next thing you know, boom, Ash, you're like, hey, I can order one. Mm -hmm. and you got it in place and then there's even more research and discussion on well how long do you use on things what types of gear can you use on does it cause any uh breakdown of uh, certain equipment like yeah. so it's all very well informed mm -hmm. yeah i mean you know that one thing that you do have right now is time and resources yeah. as long as they don't shut down the internet which i don't see them do anytime soon mm -hmm. quarantine on the internet um you've got every single resource you need to, to find the information that you you need to help you with these things. And it's all out there. People are talking about it. People are discussing these things and their yeah. processes. Um, I was looking, you know, today at uh, different other departments that are doing things differently. It, people mm -hmm. are still out there training. We cannot use this for a prolonged excuse to not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. We need to use this as an opportunity to give every one of us a kick in the ass and say, hey, we were being lazy. There were things that we could have done that what we should have been doing anyway that now we need to make sure we're doing. Now we need to process for this. Now we need to make this an SOP and we need to make sure that we're doing this all properly. Exactly, well, it's, it's like, like what you guys did with your trucks when you were showing me the ozone machine, how you have it in and you have your doors open or closed if you want to speak with that. Like, so when people come to the hall, they know what trucks have been cleaned with the ozone and yeah. are good to go, yeah, right? Yeah, the doors closed, I mean, just it's in the, either in the process of getting cleaned or it was just cleaned and we didn't open mm -hmm. the doors. When the doors are all wide open, that means the truck's clean. We can, mm -hmm. It's good, good to go. Yeah. Again, that's just another one of those informed decisions and and it passes that education on. And if there's a fire call, somebody didn't make it last week, now they know, hey, okay, this truck's clean. There's yeah. steps in, yeah. in place. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, uh, it was funny because they... Um, I first started kind of looking into ozone stuff because there's a machine at my work that we use, and it was an ozone machine. It's what the hockey gear, they clean hockey gear with. So I started looking up ozone versus COVID, and when it first came, <laughs> there was like nothing. I'm like, yeah, maybe this isn't such a good idea. <laughs> and then I'm like, and I could see stuff on viruses, and but then just to say about the internet, over the last three weeks, now there's bunch of videos Dallas, yeah. like on, on ozone versus covid ozone versus viruses so it's interesting because it's like that's just how fast that stuff spreads like a virus <laughs> <laughs> it's uh there are opportunities through this to mm -hmm. get the stubborn changes that you didn't ever think you could get changed now is the time to do it yeah and it's just 
thinking about it. Just think about how you're going to approach it. Think about what you're going to do. Think about on-scene presence, like you were talking about, Todd, yeah. there with, you know, how are you going to start handling MVIs? Yeah. Know? What are you yeah. going to do in those situations? You're sending a couple of people up, full PPE, have the conversations, then start working through. Like, there's a whole thing that needs to happen. You need to run through these, create these scenarios and run through the process of creating solutions so that you're ready at least partially. Yeah. So that's what we're doing anyway. So again, just to recap, people show up, bays are open, all the air is obviously blowing through. We've got every bay door open, all the trucks have been pulled out, cleaned prior by the... Uh, by the training teams. And then in comes all the guys, they don all of their normal fire gear, um, and then they're ready. Once we then spread out in a circle, we split off into the smaller groups. Those groups then go off, they train, they then come back, all the gear is then taken off. The, the training team then and the officers come around, spray all of that gear, including all of the trucks down with the sanitizer, they wipe any hard surfaces and high touch areas. And then from that point on, they throw the ozone machines back into the cabs of the machines, run it for 15, 20 minute cycles and move it between all of the equipment to get all those things nice and cleaned with the ozone. And then after that point, open all the doors to show that those trucks have been cleaned. And then everyone can put their gear back into their own lockers. Or in fact, a lot of what has actually been happening is the training and training teams and the officers are doing that as well. Again, fully PPE and donned, making sure all that's clean and clear with sanitizers all in the trucks as well as yeah. um, on the tables ready to go. I think uh, one of the main things that you know we always talk talk about is that sort of tailboard talk, yeah. you know, after calls, after practice, how important that is. That's how that's been the challenging thing to adapt now because we can't have large groups of people sitting around chatting about you know, like, on a random Thursday, you'd have three sessions going, and the guys would come back, and they talk about what they just did. And so even if you haven't done that session yet, you're still getting some information, you're getting amped up for next week, you know, oh, oh this is where I had some trouble, oh, hey, maybe you try this, and the guys start talking, your, your brain starts thinking, like, that's super, super important, and we can't do that now. So the other side of this is, once your training is over, there's no loitering around. It's, hey, I hope everybody's doing well. Great. See you later. So once you're done, once your gear's away, you have to go. So we are missing out on something that is really important in our service. Mm. But for the safety factor of it, we are leaving right after practice. Yeah. And it sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Because that after after practice hangout on the yeah. Thursday nights, you know, you can be here till gone midnight some nights just chatting bullshit back and forth and, and mm -hmm. talking about things. And and it's not just fire it's stuff. It's fire, absolutely not. Yeah, it's no. everything, right? It's healthy. It builds that camaraderie, right, in mm -hmm. the yeah. team building. And it's absolutely huge. Yeah. You talk about the family aspect in the fire departments. That's yeah. what that is. That's that, that cohesiveness, right? Yeah. It's still there, but it's just a little bit more distant right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a real challenge because yeah. you, you can't. There's no way right now to be able to implement that safely, at least you oh, know yeah. with the scope yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's tough. So that's uh, that's basically the gist of what we're doing. That's mm -hmm. how we're operating, and uh, so far it seems to be going well. Again, all of the things that we are doing, we have thought long and hard about 
before implementing these things and when we bought what we bought we had already did the research for it too so there was there was some thought process put in behind it but that's what we're doing um i'm sure ash can probably throw me the link or for the ozone machine oh sure i mean if you look up ozone machine there's a handful that are out there um there's some less expensive uh there's some big big money ones um any of the smaller handheld mobile ones um they give you a a rating of like whatever ppm that it can put out of ozone into a, a certain cubic metered tab parts right? per million yeah so uh that's that's the big once you start doing the research uh, you realize kind of how much you need per per cubic meter, you know, whatever space. Uh, like our fire trucks are pretty big, so you don't want to have like the super weak ones. But uh, I can get you the info of the one that we're using. It's kind of middle of the road, uh, and it seems to be working well. And if it's one of the weaker ones, just run it for a couple couple extra minutes. Yeah. We also, uh, we also as volunteers, obviously, we're always trying to look for different ways of doing these things. And if you don't have the budget for a $300 unit or whatever, these units are used professionally by restoration companies all around the world. Mm -hmm. um, and again, they're used for cleaning hockey and sports gear. Yeah. So there may be somebody locally that has one of these that maybe you could borrow during this, during this instance. Mm -hmm. So that's somebody again to reach out to. When we were talking about the parasitic acid, um, that was also something that's a byproduct of making alcohol. We're very lucky that one of our members um, has a distillery and it's a byproduct. You got something on that, Scott? Uh, no, I'm just going to add to another thing you could use. Um, there's a, <laughs> we have we didn't use it because we ended up with other stuff, but you could actually get a, if you want to go with the cheap, cheaper method, you can get one of those, um, those wands they steam um, like clothes with. Right. For dry cleaning or something? Yeah, you know, uh, like, you hang your, I don't know, you hang your suit and whatever, and you take that wand, it's, it's steam, right? Yeah. Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Todd, the virus doesn't hold up to heat very well or humidity. No, that's what they're finding, yeah. I'm so, not totally up to date with that. Know, I mean, it's something we didn't try, but from what I understand, and I think some mm -hmm. people are doing it, you take, you know, you steam it. And one of those steam, handheld steam cleaning wands, you can, you can buy those cheap, right. shred it over. I, is there a way to test it? I'm sure you can get some scientists in to test it, but will it work better than nothing? Probably. Yeah. So, you know, just change things up, try things. I think that's kind of where we're at right now with this is, the, is this better than nothing? Yes. Now, how many steps can I take to better that better than nothing? Right? Like, I don't think we have the perfect recipe, but I think we have a lot of really good bits and pieces to the perfect recipe. And the more that you do, the better, the more diligent you are the closer you get to that. Like, we don't have all, all, all the answers. We don't even know the questions to get all, all the answers yet. So uh, I think we're doing a really good job with the information that we have. Um, is there going to be a better solution coming down the pipe later on? Yeah, maybe, probably. But for now, you know, feel confident with what you're doing. And if your department can implement one change that's one step better, start there. And then get everybody talking, thinking add in the second and that's exactly what we did here i think you know a couple ideas got brought forth all right let's do this and then again add on to that add on to that and here we are today and it's fast like it's evolving quickly we're yeah. we're only a couple of weeks into 
to the the big changes that we've been uh, making. So, as long as you're open to be able to evolve, you're going to be in a really good space. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the big takeaway, obviously, if you're listening to this one, is if you are not training, you probably should be. I think you probably know that you should be. And these are some potential ways that you can try and use to sell this now. Because obviously the difficulty for this is going to be the perspective from outside. We obviously need to make sure that we're looking at that and making sure the outside are comfortable with us doing it too. And showing that that kind of level, that, that higher level of professionalism is what this yeah. is. We need to be professional. We need to make sure we're still being seen as professional and that we're doing mm -hmm. things safely ensuring the safety of our members, including ourselves in this process, yeah. but still being ready because ultimately the fire doesn't give a shit what's going on. It, yeah. This is still going to happen. We're still going to get calls. We're still going to be showing up to these things. And if we haven't trained, we're not ready. Yeah. We've got a problem. And we, we shouldn't be scared to justify what we're doing. Absolutely not. And I, I think that was not a factor, a factor, but it was like, uh, like you say, that's the, the perception of like what we're doing, why why we're doing it, like mm. you know, should never be afraid to justify training. Uh, in a pandemic, yes, it's different, but but that's how we started out. Like when when this all started, the direction was, you know, this is changing daily. Yeah, it's so fluid. You know, we're learning so much daily, mm -hmm. and it's changing constantly. Like our policy and protocols on medical stuff changed literally every day the first couple of weeks of the started yeah so the direction was okay no fire practices stop until we figure this out and that took a week or two weeks and yep. then next thing you know all these little ideas and steps started coming back out like i said it's the mm -hmm. transparency it's like hey no we get it we're being safe we're doing small groups we're socially distancing still at practice we're yep. cleaning all the high touch zones and yeah just with all those steps in place we're, we're doing a lot so it's working well yeah absolutely so again, if you're looking for some options and some ways to uh, better your process, uh, these are the things that we've come up with. We'd love to hear yours. If you've got them as well, send us a message. Um, again, like Ash said, this is a process that's going to evolve over time and we all need to stick together and share that knowledge as we always talk about to make sure that we're all trying to do the best that we can to keep each other safe. Mm -hmm. And on that note, boys, roll into the shout out. You like that? I yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. It's no, it's not, it's no, it's not bar level, but no. You know. it's right I see, Carl doesn't look there. like Tintin tonight. He's flattened his hair. Yeah, I, I had a little bit. Of Just a like the curve. <laughs> <laughs> Slides back in with that little. <laughs> Scott's just been out for the last 15 minutes trying to figure out how to sort this religion stuff. <laughs> I think I almost got it. <laughs> There'll be a plan of action next week. And on next week's episode, how to start your own religion. Carl's uh, going to be the Pope. Arzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's close to what? the Queen. Arzy. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, I could be the Queen. Yeah. You could be the Queen. Yeah, I'll be the Queen. Queen, Coral. Queen, Coral. Arzy masks. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Did we talk Welcome about the bar boys? Welcome back, Scott. No, we did not. Oh, well, I just saw that. I heard you mention them. So. Yeah. We'll Are they <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, they're awesome, but you can't really find them right now. <laughs> just keep checking on their website because uh, um, they may get more in. I don't know. 
Um, and currently our discount code is not working um, yeah. for some reasons that we mentioned last week. Um, but we'll be up and running again, hopefully in a month or so. Yeah, and if you are planning on making a big order, then uh, then give us a shout because again, um, we can give the give the email address to uh, to you for our contact um, if you're doing bigger orders, and then you can still get that thirty percent save. Uh, you just obviously mentioned that you're getting it through us, um, and then they'll uh, they'll sort you out. Uh, Ash, Modus. Uh, Modus. Um, we talk about them every week. We've uh, obviously been training with their uh, snagger tool for the better part of a year now. Uh, some force entry wedges, some uh, soft entry tools came out with their uh, shove knife, which is um, adaptable to any box tighter Ulfa type knife, uh, which works out really, really well. Um, we helped them debut their hydrant wrench, which is pretty slick, uh, and they got some other stuff coming down. So, they do. uh, they, yeah, they, oh. they do. Yeah. Um, stay so, tuned. Yeah. Follow back for more. Yeah. And In, interesting times, but yeah, um, check those guys out. If you like what you see there, uh, hop on and use the code DTFF five for 5% off your next order. Uh, Todd, it is Stop the Bleed Month. It is. May is Stop the Bleed Month. <coughs> so, Stop the Bleed Month. Stop the Bleed Month. Very much, right? July, <laughs> just let them bleed. Just let them bleed. There they go. Oh, maybe yeah. we better stop it. <laughs> Only if you like the person. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so May is uh, Stop the Bleed Month. So, I know we've been talking a lot about um, uh, putting some video content together for that. And I think we're going to try and bang that out uh, this week or next. Um, by the latest get that out to you guys because they've put a stop to all the classroom sessions so we're going to try and put together um, some video content for you guys for that of uh, kind of parts of the course that uh, Scott and I do um, should be good definitely check out the YouTube for that once we get that released we'll talk about it again when we do it and um, yeah as always carry tourniquet on your person I know today on our quad ride and rip we had uh, I had a couple tourniquets in my kit and we're good to go. Always carry it. Mm. Yeah, have it ready on the person. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah, that's uh, that video is going to be a really, really good one. Um, I know that we're going to get a lot of traction. We're going to help a lot of people with that one. It's definitely going to be a really good, high quality video. Yeah, we've got a lot of good ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of good content in that one for yeah. sure. Stay tuned for that one. Uh, C-Rat. Uh, the C-Rat from Ignition USA. Um, awesome soft entry uh, device uh, many parts of the tool which is really really cool um, we've been uh, we've been playing with it a little bit uh, we definitely want to get a video together for you guys tried um, breaking into my house with it the other day we did try to break into Carl's <laughs> house with it oh there you go um, it would have been great except I had the deadbolt on oh. yeah, yeah I was like I'm in I'm out <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, Carl locked all of his doors. Without a means to get inside. New house fail. Yeah. So. Uh, batteries died in the lock. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah, we're, ho we're hoping to get some uh, some video together for that, for you guys here uh, in the near future. It's tough because uh, some of the doors that you have to train on will probably be 
somebody else's building mm -hmm. so we'll have to work on some permissions there but uh, yeah really really useful really cool design uh, check that out uh, if you want to pick one of those up uh, DTFF 2020 for 20% off yeah, and if you want to take a look at that a little bit more detail, uh, you can head over to our YouTube channel. Um, we've got that video on there with Ash um, when you guys went down to Seattle there. Mm -hmm. Had a little chat, I'd met, uh, met Jason, and yeah. um, he actually demoed it. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason is the owner-creator um, of the C-Rat, and he yeah. shows kind of how mm -hmm. easy it is, at least for him with, again, practice, like with any tool, how quick it is yeah. to get in and out. So, good thing to see. Uh, Legion Engineered. Yeah, Joel Struthers, um, Legion Engineered. Um, go to their website, check out all their swag, uh, shirts, hats, other apparel. A portion of those proceeds go to PTSD Awareness, which uh, we definitely support. And um, yeah, he's, we're rocking our stickers and our hats. And I actually plan on trying to order a couple of shirts there and hoodies now he's got there. They yeah. look pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, he's also got a book, Canadian and the French Foreign Legion, Appel. Yeah, which the boys say is pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah. it's all about uh then we have second alarm uh, secondalarm.org our friend matt um he has a uh a calls to try and get more firefighters into our halls again we know that there's many halls out there that have problems with recruitment and then retention um, and this supports that trying to get people in and then helping you keep them in so if you uh, have a minute please head over and check them out secondalarm.org uh, and then we got the BAR boys. I was listening to uh, today's episode there with with Nick. Yeah, I started to to uh, listen. I got about halfway through. Yeah. Um, I know I was, what happened. I just I pulled up. Yeah, it's turned off. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was the end of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just we were out of service for the day. Um, myself, the missus, Todd, and took one of his kids and another friend of ours. Uh, well, the warm, and uh, we were socially up, distant up, up in the bush, <laughs> so socially distancing um, in our own family groups, but yeah, still, still uh, together. So a little bit of sanity back there, though. That was nice, but yes. So once I was back down, I was catching up on a couple of podcasts, and uh, the Brotherhood Academy Radio is one of the ones that I was catching up on. So, um. Really good. Um, sounds like his uh, chickens are getting bigger. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him chirping away in the background. We got to do another uh, another Zoom collab there. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. it's, fun. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're just as sideways as us. I thought, a little bit more. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the boys are warped, man. Yeah, love them though. Uh, really good group of firefighters out of uh, Maine. So check those guys out if you haven't already. I know we. Uh, throw some love every week so i would be surprised if by now you haven't taken our advice so give them a listen yeah great bunch of guys um always nice to have them back on yeah and i think uh yeah we'll do another we'll do another yeah. episode for sure i think we got some other content and stuff planned as well with them we could yeah. on, a, uh, on a sadder note seminar would have been coming up seminar would have been this weekend yeah, yeah. this weekend yeah. we'd just be getting wrap, wrapped up yeah, yeah. It would have been God. a hell of a weekend. But then, like you mentioned, last night, yeah, we would have had it sorted out, though. We would have. Yeah. We always do. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Well, we got it next year. And, uh, again, it gives everyone more of an opportunity to make sure you save your seat because it is going to be. Better. It is going to be. You, yeah. you can guarantee if we've missed a year, we're going to blow this one out of war. Yeah. 
big time. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> Scott. What if we blow out of the water? <laughs> <laughs> a cat of fish, maybe? <laughs> and then you have... Hold on. Uh, the boat? Yeah, pirate battles right there. Oh. It's the pup's parts. <laughs> Is that a thing? It's a thing. Really? Yeah. The dog's, dog's balls and the pup's parts? The pup's parts. Good God. <laughs> it's like another language. If you... Oh, by the way... Touch your face! <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking for something to watch right now and you want a whole uh, new piece of English, go and watch Gangs of London. You will absolutely love it. It's one of the best TV shows. It actually just got nominated one of the goriest TV shows as well. It's fantastic. Carl's the only one that can understand half the word. That is going to be the issue for everyone, <laughs> unfortunately. But it is, it is the public What's Gangs of London. No, what's it on? Uh, TV. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no one has to, no one has TV. The old anymore. talking pictures, see? That's the one, there, right? Like not a streaming thing, just yeah. TV. It's not on anything that you can really. I I use Cody to stream it all, so <laughs> you do it that way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, I guess I better fix that. Fix that thing anyway. I can install your Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. We'll do that. No. Uh, Facebook. We are on there. And we are on Instagram, and we are on YouTube, and TikTok, and other TikTok. things. Are um, we on TikTok? We are. We just haven't done a, we haven't done many videos yeah. recently because, uh, again, like the last stuff we've done was the shove knife and things like that because we we just can't be around each other at the moment because of all the mm, stuff that's yeah, going on. Hard. So it's a challenge, um, which is again we've got that content coming up and planned for the Stop the Bleed because it is that month. We have ideas and ways of dealing with that. Um, so we will still be throwing that video content out. It's going to be a good one. But if you are listening and you have listened to us for this long, we would really appreciate if you wouldn't mind just going over, dropping us a five star like, and uh, dropping us a comment. Anything that you can do to, to help. Or, or of, whatever star you want. Yeah, or whatever yeah. star you want, but five. Put it up, be one. Scott's still hot in the true day, lady. He's just steaming over. Five stars like the magazines in our guns. <laughs> <laughs> Relit that fire. That was, good. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> if uh, if you do have a second, we really appreciate it. It does help us get in front of more people, but more uh, more importantly, it gets us in front of people that want to find something like this to be able to listen to. All we try and do, again, all this content that we do is free. This is all on us. We don't get paid for any of this. Um, we enjoy doing it and we like trying to make sure that we share this knowledge with everyone that we can again we're not the smartest smartest people in the world but what we do do we do well and uh, what we do works for us so if it does work for you as well we'd appreciate just a little thumbs up a like a comment and uh, yeah a review would be fantastic any more for any more there boys nope I'm good Ash thanks <laughs> Todd give you a smart good night let's go Sheepdog, sheepdog churches. <laughs> Carl's a pope. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Stay DTFF.